This is Business But Make It Feminist, a podcast about feminist entrepreneurship brought to you by the sister team. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Business But Make It Feminist. I'm Amelia Ruby, Programs Coordinator at Sister. And I'm Jen Armbrust, Founder and Director of Sister. And this is our second episode. Yay! I'm so glad that we're back. If you haven't tuned into our first episode yet, it was all about beginnings. We introduced ourselves and talked about conception and how conception is a really potent stage of birthing a business. For this episode, we're going to dive even deeper into the experience of birthing a business and talk about the trimester theory, which is the feminist framework for entrepreneurship that I created and that we use here at Sister and in Feminist Business School. So if you tuned into our last episode, you've already heard a little bit about trimester theory. We did a very quick overview of it there and then dove deep into the first stage, conception. So this week, we're going to talk more about where trimester theory came from, what makes it so special and different from other frameworks for starting a business. And then we're going to go into each stage so you can learn more and get a feel for the different phases of trimester theory. Before we dive in, I'll also let everyone listening know that Sister has a book called The Business Birthing Handbook and a course called Birthing the New that guide you through trimester theory if you want to birth your own business. So if at any point while you're listening, you're feeling like, yes, I want more of this, I want to do this, you can go ahead and find those resources in the show notes and we'll talk more about them at the end. So Jen, as a way of diving right in, could you tell us about where trimester theory came from and what it is? Absolutely. So trimester theory is, like I said, our framework for how to birth a business. And it's called the trimester theory because it's a metaphor that correlates with pregnancy, with human gestation. Now, why? Why? That's so weird, right? Why would (laughs) I do that? And it came from um, a conversation I had with my own advisor about my business when I was feeling very enmeshed. I really Mm -hmm. could not tell the difference between myself and my business. And my advisor was like, Jen, it's like a child it's of you, but it's separate from you. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. So I wanted to run with that idea. I went home and I Googled like stages of fetal development. Cause I was like, well, if a business is like a child, then bringing a business into the world, maybe it has something to do with that. Maybe there's a useful metaphor in there. So I was really tickled to discover that there were some real useful parallels between what happens in the individual trimesters of pregnancy and what happens in the steps of birthing a business. And kind of the bottom line is they're both archetypal processes. Like Mm -hmm. things happen in a very sequential order, like with fetal development, for sure. That is like a very predictable process. Mm -hmm. Business development is not so predictable, but my thinking was if we can create a framework, a template, like a process that is predictable, it might make that journey a bit smoother. So that is how the trimester theory came about. So cool. I really love this business framework that just comes from a totally different inspiration than so many business frameworks, right? That start with making money or start with figuring out what the where's the hole in the market. And this is really thinking about a business in such a different way. So I'd love to hear more about like, how is trimester theory 
different from other frameworks for launching or starting a business? Where do you see it in the business framework ecosystem? I think it's offers something really different. And you know, what we talk about here is sister is that we help women who want to bring feminist principles into their business practices. Mm-hmm. Feminist business is the cornerstone of our work. And I think using pregnancy as an analogy for birthing a business is really a part of that. It's sort of a reclamation of the feminine. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to have a female body to use this theory. You don't have to have children. You don't have to want children. We all experienced the the process of becoming a human. Mm -hmm. Of course, we don't remember it. We were cellular, but this is a universal experience. And yet we completely ignore it. And Mm -hmm. I think that's part of the misogyny of our culture that we don't like we don't give pregnancy the power it deserves and the mm-hmm. reverence it deserves. So, um, so that's really different. I wanted to bring this very feminine um, experience into business development, which is sort of a bigger project we're doing of trying to unlearn our masculinist conditioning and our own internalized misogyny and reclaim feminine principles in business and in, and in our economy and in the way we make choices about how we run our companies. Yeah, I think that something that's really special about trimester theory as a framework and the business birthing handbook as a text is because it starts with the archetypal process of pregnancy, it just invites anyone who's been born into the process of birthing a business. And there are so many gatekeepers around business and yeah. who can start a business and what you need to know or how much money you have to have or who you need to know or so I think that uh, something that's really special about trimester theory is that it just says that business is for everyone you've been born you know this process and you can use that same process to start a business and I I love that layer of accessibility to it too I think that's really different than you know the sort of MBA route for sure Yeah. And that was the thing that I explicitly said in the proposals for the feminine economy, which was sort of the beginning of my journey with this work and the beginning of this idea of feminist entrepreneurship. I said, like, you don't have to have an MBA. Mm -hmm. And so, but also you don't have to make it up out of nowhere. Yeah. Like frameworks are useful, you know, and it's useful to gain wisdom from those who have come before us, but we can do it in a new way. We need new paradigms. And that's what we at Sister Here are trying to do is put forth new paradigms for entrepreneurship um, at every step of the journey. And this framework is one of those pieces of the puzzle. Um, you know, we're not talking about launching or exponential growth or scaling. Um I mean, sure, those things are like growth isn't a part of business, but point being like, we're not, we don't look at the inception process in that way. It's not hyper-focused on growth or startup launch patterns. You know, mm-hmm. we're, I'm looking for a process that's slower. And as you'll see, when we get into it, you know, we're putting the emphasis on a really different way of bringing forth a business than you get when you do um, a traditional incubator or an MBA. Yeah, definitely. Something I often find myself saying on our sales calls or to students is that sister is not a 10 days to launch sort of business school. That's not what we're going for. Not at all. We're like the nine months to launch. Nine <laughs> months to five years. If it takes you five years, this is the place for you. We're It's okay. It's okay to take a long time. Yeah. Slow is good. So now that we've both you know, shared 
more about what we love about this framework and what makes it different from other frameworks, I think we should just dive right in. Let's do it. Awesome. Could you tell us about the stages of trimester theory and some of the major themes at each one? Yes. So there are four stages, three, three trimesters. Obviously, when you talk about pregnancy, you can talk to any woman who's given birth. She'll tell you about the three trimesters. Uh, but then I added conception. When I first wrote the trimester theory, it only had those three trimesters. And then I was working with clients and realized that we needed to focus on that conception moment that I couldn't mm -hmm. take that for granted. So if you listen to our previous episode, we go into that more in depth into the conception stage. Um, I'll touch on it today, but we did talk about it quite a bit there. Mm -hmm. If you're curious. So there are four stages in trimester theory conception, which is the beginning visioning is the first trimester engineering is the second trimester and then actualization is the third so let's go through them one at a time awesome let's start with conception we'll go in order so conception is this moment when you get your concept so for some people this stage happens really fast you know that you want to start a business you know what that business is and you move right into visioning like and that's great that's exciting um, you don't need to worry about this phase, but there's also a lot of people who feel called to business that don't know what kind of business they want to create. Mm -hmm. They just know they want to create a business. And if that is you, the conception stage is your jam. Mm -hmm. This is where you're going to hang out and consider all possibilities. You're going to focus on your fertility and your pleasure, your receptivity. You know, we think of conception when it happens in human life, usually it starts with sex, which is a totally pleasurable experience. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that. Like it makes us want to do it. So I think that bringing that spirit into the conception stage with business is important too. Like if you are just trying to figure out what your business is, or you're like racking your brain, you know, you're taking all the fun out of it. You're trying to solve the problem of what your business is. You're mm -hmm. missing the point. The point in this stage is to explore what feels good to go to follow your interests. I like to say in this stage, your pleasures will point you to your purpose. And I think what I'm trying to get at with that is we end up where we need to go by following what feels good to us. There's value in mm -hmm. your pleasures. What feels good to you is where you should put your focus in your business. Mm -hmm. Don't create a business that doesn't feel good to you. Yeah. You know, the thing that feels good to you feels good to you because that's part of your calling. So mm -hmm. this is that conception stage is the time to embrace what feels good. Open yourself to synchronicity, open yourself to possibilities, explore fertility, let the ideas come to you. So in this phase, you can think of some archetypes here. This is a great place for the fool. You know, the fool doesn't know what he's doing. He just jumps out on the cliff and maybe he'll fly. Like you want to bring that spirit here of like, what if I can fly? Anything's possible. This is not the time to like overthink it, to edit, to like bring, you don't, you got to send your critic out to lunch. Your crit, your inner critic is not helpful in this stage. That's helpful later. But for, he, for now in conception, you really want to allow yourself to believe that anything is possible. So this is also a good place to tap into the empress, that lush, like abundant, verdant, grounded garden mm -hmm. feel of like your juicy pomegranate, all that luxury, that's all nourishing. That's all like you tapping into a deeper wellspring of ideas and of 
of nourishment that's going to help feed you and your business. And you can also think of the high priestess here of sort of tapping into that quiet mysticism of the collective subconscious. We get a lot of ideas from that as well. So those are all tools that are going to help you when you're in conception stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I think is so radical about the conception stage is this emphasis on finding and following your pleasure and trusting it and trusting yourself. You know, I think in this white supremacist capitalist patriarchal society that we live in, most people are taught to be really wary of their pleasure and taught to deny themselves. And I love that trimester theory starts with conception because it, and it's because it really helps you reorient and reframe and get reconnect with pleasure. And I think that that's such a, I don't want to say it's a rare opportunity, but in my life at times it has felt very, I felt very discouraged from doing that or like that was really inaccessible to me. And the idea of starting a business from that place, that's like a big hell yes for me. I love it. And I love that you mentioned intuition because we've talked about that sometimes before, but didn't mention it yet, which is like part of the value and the purpose of the conception stage is to help you reconnect with your intuition, Mm -hmm. which is why this is the place that you don't want to crowdsource your business idea. This is the place where you want to go within. You're going to need to learn the voice of your own intuition, your own inner wisdom. You're going to need that voice. And if Mm -hmm. you are totally cut off from that, it can be really hard. And sometimes that is the work of this stage is just of starting to remember what your own inner voice sounds like, like you said, so you can begin to trust yourself. You're going to need to trust yourself in business. And the conception stage helps you start to, to cultivate that talent, that skill that you'll Mm -hmm. need later. Yeah. And so of course, you know, cultivating self-trust lifelong journey for all of us, (laughs) but like, but you know that you're done with the conception stage in business when you feel fully committed to and in love with your business idea or concept. It's that same hell yes feeling I was just talking about when you've got that about your business and you can articulate your purpose and the elements of your business, that's when you're really finished, quote unquote, finished with conception and you're ready to move into the next stage. Exactly. So once you've got that concept and you are pumped about it, you are so excited. You're like, yes, this is my idea. You move into visioning and visioning is the ideation stage. This is where you're going to start to flesh out your concept. So you think of the analogy of fetal development. We go from conception, sperm meets egg. And now that little sperm egg starts multiplying. The cells start dividing and multiplying rapidly. So we think of this proliferation idea. And that's really what's happening once you arrive in visioning with your concept. Then you want to begin to think, what could it be? And, and this is a place, especially at the beginning of this phase, you want to play with a lot of ideas. You want to start inviting every concept you can think of, every vision for your business that might exist so that you can begin to choose. Ultimately, you want a business that you choose, not just mm-hmm. one that feels hoisted upon you. And uh, And the way you do that is by generating a lot of ideas in the beginning, let yourself play. And the reason that our business development framework is different than others is because of this, these stages, conception and visioning, which are very feminine stages. They're Mm -hmm. invisible. You're not showing the work. Like I'm working so hard on my business plan. (laughs) No, this is like work you're doing with yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason that it's really scary too. Cause sometimes our ego says, if we can't see it, 
if we can't show it to other people, it doesn't have value, right? That's kind of like a bigger social problem we have that is patriarchal. (laughs) Uh, So the visioning stage, again, you're still in your like deep feminine self and men, this is for you too. You're in your feminine self here. You're going within, you're playing with your imagination. We're not showing people the efforts of our labors. We are dreaming. We're imagining. We're saying, what could it be? What mm-hmm. is this thing that doesn't exist that I, c- I can see beyond? We're tapping into that. And especially when we talk about feminist entrepreneurship, this stage is so important because we need to think beyond the obvious. We need mm-hmm. to imagine the world beyond the one we live in right now. And that takes time. It takes the time of visioning. We need to cultivate our idea of what's possible as a society. And we Mm -hmm. need to do that in our business. What's possible in our business. That's not just going to happen by accident. When you start working with spreadsheets, Mm -hmm. you really have to carve out the time. And so that's what the visioning stage is for this first trimester. It's all about incubation, imagination, curiosity, this is like, what if, what if my business was this? What if it was that? This is a great time to like entertain the improbable. I mean, Mm. why not? Why not consider stuff that's just weird and wild? (laughs) Why not? Right. You might tap into something that like, as you mull it over really does become a good idea, but you might have dismissed it first if you were way too much in your logic doing brain. Mm -hmm. So we want to be imaginative here. We can think of like childhood when we, our imaginations allowed us to create whole worlds. Mm -hmm. You want to find that part of yourself again. So play is really great here. This is like the artist's realm. I like using like colored pens and paper. And, you know, this really is the place of alchemy. The more you can tap into that, to your creative artist self, the better, uh, because that's, who's going to have fun, have fun with with generating new ideas. So some other archetypes in this phase, you've got your artist, your alchemist, your visionary, your dreamer, and your magician. It's okay to play with with magic here, to use your spiritual tools if you have them, like tarot or um, you know, if you like to do creative visualizations. This is a great time for those resources. Yeah. I mean, I think this stage is all about imagining what your business could be if there were no constraints on you, on your resources, on the world around you, like that kind of age old purpose question of like, what would you do if you could do anything? Oh, so good. What would your business be? Yeah, if your business could be anything and getting excited by that question. So, you know, visioning can obviously some people vision forever. Like some people are entrepreneurs who just come up with business after business and bring them to life or not. But if you're visioning, you'll know that you're done at the visioning stage when you can see your business really clearly in your mind's eye and describe it easily to others. So you're kind of moving from that point of you've done this work, you see it, you love it, you know what it is, and you can describe it. And you can do that because the vision is out of your body and it's on paper or poster board or pixels or wherever it is, it's there somewhere else that's not just inside of you. And I think something that, you know, Jen, I know you always emphasize and we say to our students and clients over and over is that visioning is not about knowing how it works. It's just about knowing what it is. So exactly. Can you talk then about like, when does the how come in and, and why is it important not to invite the how it works in? yet. 
Yeah. If you try to answer the question of how it works while you're visioning, you're going to get so stuck and you're going to get so sad. You're going to be so frustrated because it's going to feel impossible. It's going to feel impossible to think what is it and how does it work at the same time? It's going to you're going to feel defeated Mm -hmm. because the question of how it works is challenging. That's why I want you to get your vision out of your body, get it written down, make sure you're totally in love with it. Spend all that time cultivating the vision. So like I said, at the beginning of the phase, you're playing with tons of ideas. And then as you move through the phase, through the phase, through visioning, you're honing, you're editing, you're choosing which of those ideas are in alignment with your values, with mm-hmm. your personality, with your purpose. So that at the end, when you finally have that vision, it's you're committed to it and it's clear and it feels good in your body. So mm-hmm. once you have that, then you're ready for engineering, which is the second trimester of fetal development. So let's move into that. When you're in engineering, this is where, you know, I mentioned before envisioning in the first trimester, you've got this, uh, you've got eggs, you've got egg meat sperm, and then cells start to multiplying rapidly. Then we get to engineering stage, second trimester. And this is when skeleton starts to develop. We've got our structure organs start to take place. We've got our systems. So this is what you're doing in the engineering stage of your business. You're starting to develop the structure and the systems. So you are going to start to answer this question, how does it work now? But now you're really committed to your vision. So it gets easier. You're not trying to solve a gazillion problems. You're trying to solve a few specific ones of how Mm -hmm. is this business that you've envisioned going to work? So this is where you're going to write your business plan. This is where you're going to work on your budget, your finances. So engineering is the stage that we usually think of when we think of business development. When you Mm -hmm. think of, I'm going to launch a business, most people rush straight to this stage. So this stage is really well-resourced. There's a lot of books on this stage. There's a lot of information. You can go to the SBA. This is a great time to really become a student, Mm -hmm. to learn, to take workshops, to talk to people in business, to find mentors. This is the realm of information and problem solving. So you don't have to invent the wheel. Even when we talk about feminist entrepreneurship and we talk about innovating new systems, you don't have to start everything from scratch and please don't, you'll exhaust yourself. Mm -hmm. This is the time to learn about existing systems and then choose the ones that are right for you Mm -hmm. and look for opportunities to work in alignment with your values. Uh, but this is the place where you're going to solve problems. You're going to develop a plan. You're going to figure out how your business does work. And this, you're starting to hit constraints here once you move into, into engineering. Of course, when we're in the realm of imagination, everything is possible. Mm-hmm. But once we hit engineering, we start realizing, oh, maybe it's not, everything's not totally possible, but that's good. And that's important. We have to be creative with constraints in this phase. Mm-hmm. So the major themes of this stage are innovation, exploration, learning, problem solving, and decision making. So some of the archetypes that we see show up here are an architect. Like this is that blueprint, you know, a blueprint shows how it's going to work. An engineer, they're the ones creating machines, right? Mm -hmm. Designing machines. You're going to design the machine of your business. Put on your engineer hat. Inventors are useful here too. You might realize that there's something you want to do that there isn't a solution for. And in fact, your entire business is about creating that solution. Um, You're going to have to learn to invent. And what do inventors do? They work by trial and error. 
right? They have Mm -hmm. a hypothesis, they test it, they see if it works, they hone it, they change it, they do it again. This is, there's a certain tenacity that you have to tap into in engineering because it's not the easiest stage, but it's an important stage. And some people who are really creative want to skip this stage. (laughs) Like, I don't don't really want to think about my budget. That doesn't sound really creative and fun. Uh, And it's not necessarily, but you have to remember, we're talking about structures and supports, systems, and those are what's actually going to enable your business to function and ultimately to function without you. So we're talking about a business as a child, which is kind of the metaphor you're going to use for the first like three to five years of your business. It's going to need a lot of parenting, but like any parent, we're ultimately trying to create healthy adults. We're trying to create a healthy adult business Mm -hmm. that can function without you, you know, where you don't have to constantly be tending to it, feeding it goldfish crackers, like putting it to bed at night, right? We ultimately want a business that can run while we go on vacation, that can make money while we're sleeping, you know? And so to do that, we have to build, we have to spend time in that engineering stage, building those structures and those systems that allow the business to eventually become self-sufficient. It's funny because we've worked with so many students moving through this framework, and I feel like there are two kind of archetypal journeys. One is like skipping straight to engineering and wanting to skip conception and visioning entirely. And the other is wanting to skip engineering entirely Yes, and wanting to just live in the world of like visionary business alchemy. And part of what's so important about this framework is it emphasizes all of the stages and all of the pieces, because, you know, we want to encourage everyone listening to this, all all feminist entrepreneurs to do a lot of magical thinking about what their business can be. But businesses cannot survive on magical thinking. And we want everyone to have a wildly successful business and a wildly successful business requires systems and structures and a plan. And so I think that, you know, engineering is not the sexiest of stages, although honestly, maybe it is to some people. Some people love systems. (laughs) Yeah, go get it. That's you. Help help the rest of us. If if you love it, please. Yeah, start your own business, building systems for other businesses, please. But yeah. Yeah, I think that your point that like this is where you start to hit the material world and entrepreneurs meet that challenge with creativity and resilience. And that goes back to our last episode where you said entrepreneurs love beginnings. And part of the reason you love be- they love beginnings is because they have to, to keep going in the face of challenges. Yeah. And there's a big threshold that you cross between visioning and engineering, right? Like that shift from imagination to real world it can be a real abrupt <laughs> yeah. threshold. You know, like you really feel that all of a sudden it went from play from imagination and play to like, whoa, time and money yeah. <laughs> and bodies. Like it starts to get more expensive. You're starting to really invest once you get to engineering. So sometimes students come to us and they kind of get stuck at the vision, the end of visioning, or they're like, I have a lot of ideas, but they don't, they're like resistant to moving forward. And I just want to honor that and and also make you aware that that's happening because you know, it's going to start costing more Mm -hmm. to move to engineering. You're going to have to invest more of yourself and of your money. And some people just have to admit that they don't want to, you know, it might be that you loved coming up with an idea and you're not ready. You're not ready, or maybe you'll never be ready to move to engineering and to start really investing. And that's okay. But, 
you know, get honest with yourself. It's also good to just be honest of like, wow, this is really scary. This is getting really real. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. I just looked at a spreadsheet that got really, really real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like, wow, I just realized how much I have to charge to pay all my bills every month. <laughs> and that, yes. was, that was hard. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we're here to, we're here to be with you in this, in the fear and in that hard space. It mm-hmm. is really scary. It is really hard. And that's also why I like using the analogy of pregnancy. It's really scary. Mm-hmm. It's really scary to go from being like a single human in the world to being responsible for something, you know, to have to step into leadership, to steward something. That's scary. It's scary for everyone, but it's also a skill we can we can step into. It's a thing that we're mm-hmm. capable of, you know, it's a choice. And I think that's why it's really good to choose if entrepreneurship is right for you. Mm-hmm. Because once you are invested, you're in it, you know, yeah. and it, and it asks a lot of you and you need a lot of yourself to make it work. But, you know, we believe in you if you believe in you. So it's all possible. The fear is real and the fear is part of the process. Definitely. So if you're starting to feel it, you're doing it right. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so you'll know you're done with engineering when your business systems and structures are committed to paper. They're you know written down or typed up. And anyone who looks at this collection of documents you have will understand what your business is and how it works. Because again, it's not living in your mind. It's not just magical thinking. It is there on the screen, on the page, explained for others to understand, at least to some degree. And hopefully, if you've worked through all of that for yourself, at the end of the engineering, you will feel grounded and supported because you understand the structural pillars and the financial flow that are going to make your business work. So I think that's also a really important point that the reason you do engineering is because it can take some of the fear out of launching your business. If you're launching a business with no financials, who knows if it's going to work. But if you've worked through the engineering stage, you have that plan that shows you what are your goals? What do you need to happen? How much do you need to, how many clients do you need, et cetera, depending on your business to make things work. So all of that, when all that's together, you get to move from engineering into the next stage, actualization. So Jen, what happens there? So you remember you've got your concept, your vision, your plan, and now you got, now you got to do the work. <laughs> Actualization. So in this stage in fetal development, the um, this little fetus is mostly formed and it's just gaining viability. It practices breathing in utero. It's getting its little fingerprints. You know, it's the it's just it's just getting bigger and healthier so that when it comes into the world, it is viable, that its likelihood of surviving is greater. So that's what's happening in this stage. You're preparing to launch, to open your doors, to have your first sale. And so everything you're doing in this stage is just to ensure the viability of your business and you're doing the work. You can kind of think of this, even though labor in childhood or labor in pregnancy happens at the end of the third trimester, labor here in our, um, in our trimester theory is happening during the third trimester. Mm -hmm. This is where you are confronting a lot of constraints. So you had your best laid plans and all of a sudden you have to deal with an inspector who doesn't like something and Mm -hmm. you have to go make a change or you have to realize you can't actually afford the office you thought you were going to get or, um, 
you know, you start to realize that you maybe can't work as many hours in a day as you thought you could. So you're starting to really confront the physical realities of the world in this stage. And this is a stage where you're really going to need to tap into your resourcefulness and your resiliency because you will be tested here. You're going to have to adapt. You know, I just want to tell you right now, your plan is not going to work perfectly and that's okay because Mm -hmm. everything that's happening in this stage, again, remember is helping ensure the viability of your project. Mm -hmm. So when you have to make changes in this stage, it's for the best. It's for the health of your business, even though you might have been really attached to wanting it to go differently. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be tired in this stage. You're going to be working a lot. This is when you're going to want your partner to make you dinner if they can, or rub your feet. You know, if you don't have a partner, ask a friend to bring you a banana. (laughs) (laughs) I had a friend bring me a banana when I was setting up my gallery. It was really helpful. Yeah. (laughs) You know, this is about the material needs of your body. You're Mm -hmm. outputting a lot in this stage. And it's good to remember that it's temporary because it can tend to feel really overwhelming how much work you have to do here. So remember it's temporary, but you are going to have to really pull, pull some weight, pull some long nights, work hard. Your business stage is all about doing. It's about details. It's about work, sweat, nails, hammers, (laughs) (laughs) band-aids. Yeah. It's like giving, it's like being in labor. (laughs) You got your, you got your contractions, you're getting that business out of you and it's hard. And then at the end you have a little, a little business baby and some, um, maybe a little, uh, hormonal amnesia for how hard it was to bring it into the world. (laughs) Very good point. Very good point. Yes. So, I mean, when you finish actualization, you know you're done because you've opened your doors for business. You have a real live business in the world. Yeah, and you did it. You made it through your journey. So, and then you begin a different journey, which is the yes. journey of running your business. But yes, the, that's the trimester theory. Um, and the, the usefulness of it is to know where you are in the process. Mm -hmm. It's a roadmap. It's a roadmap so that instead of just sort of throwing yourself into trying to launch a business, here is a template that tells you where you are, where to focus your energies, what kind of powers to tap into to support you, and the best way to use your resources so that you can experience as much ease as possible in what is actually a really intense, immersive, and at times very stressful process. Mm -hmm. So that's why the business birthing handbook and the trimester theory are so valuable. It can help you go from feeling lost to feeling found. And it can help you go from feeling scattered and unsure of what to do to having a clear path and and an ordered um, experience so that you know what's going to come next and where you're heading. And then you can be really reassured that yes, you are going to birth your business. You are mm-hmm. going to actualize it. You are going to open your doors. And by the end of this, you will have created all of the pieces of the process so that you can know that you will have a business that is set up to thrive. Mm-hmm. And I think that so many people who come to Sister and learn trimester theory, one of the things I see happen a lot is like they know they want to start a business, but they're like, I'm not ready to write a business plan and there's nowhere else for me to go. Like, what do I do if I yeah. want a business, but I'm not ready for that business plan stage or to take that course? And, you know, we have conception and visioning as as a home for you if that's how you feel and I think that that's really special and helps you know anyone listening who wants to be an entrepreneur but isn't ready for that engineering yet you know this framework 
and the business birthing handbook and the course we've built around it kind of help you find your place. So you don't always, you don't feel like you're totally off the path forever. Yeah. And we are building out a full curriculum for all of the phases. So we'll, we'll mention on birthing the new in just a sec, but also, you know, in our last episode, we talked about concepts and conception. That's our flagship course. And that really is for people who are in that conception stage. It's an eight week guided experience. And then this spring, we're going to launch visions and values, which is a course we offered a few years ago. We're bringing it back. This is that course that's all about that visioning stage, that alchemy, that creativity, creating that picture of the business that you want, that you're so excited about. I'm really excited to bring this course back because it's so playful and so creative Mm because that's such a fun stage. Mm -hmm. So we're building out the curriculum and eventually we'll have the engineering that's coming in the near distant future. But anyway, (laughs) that'll either come late this year or next year, but eventually you'll be able to come to sister and get support for all of these stages for where you are in each of them. Yeah. And so if you want to learn more about trimester theory and, you know, dip your toe a little deeper into this framework and the sister ecosystem, we have a mini course that has just opened for registration. If you're listening to this in real time called birthing the new and birthing the new is a four week online course where you move week by week through each stage of trimester theory. And we provide audio recordings and worksheets and video conversations that help you learn more and really get clear on where you are in this process. It's a great little course. We built it around the business birthing handbook. And so it's everything that's in the handbook plus more. And The point is not for you to do this process in four weeks. In fact, I think that's impossible. I really think that it probably takes a minimum of nine months. But uh, the point is that in those four weeks, you're going to learn a lot about each stage. Mm -hmm. So then if you want to do this on your own, you know how to get the most out of each stage, you know where to put your energies, and then you know what's coming next. There's a great worksheet that goes with the end of each stage so that you know when you're done. I love that with those worksheets. So (laughs) I think those are worth the cost alone. But this is a great course. Yeah, for anyone who is thinking about launching a business who is sort of in it and maybe feeling lost or confused, Mm -hmm. um, or in it and has been in it for a while, and you're maybe ready to to move a little faster. Or if you are in business and, you know, here we are in 2021, we just had our lives deeply disrupted by the pandemic. Maybe you're finding that you really need to reimagine your business. You need to pivot. You need to, to reconsider what you've been doing. This framework is going to help you. It's the same process. The same process for pivoting or shifting your core offer is the process. It's, it is like launching your business again. It follows mm-hmm. the same path. So again, you're going to conceive, vision, engineer, and actualize. So if you're feeling a bit unmoored by the pandemic, your business was disrupted, this is really going to help you with that as well. Yeah, definitely. And we use this framework and sister all the time, even for things like figuring out a new product or offer. And so I think too, what's so nice about trimester theory is that when you're in business, if you want a more feminine framework for how to do business, that's here too. And it's always nice. As we say, we often find ourselves rushing to engineer things. In, yes, we in get business. caught in it too. We get caught too. So we have yeah. to go back. We're always rating ourselves in and pulling back too to learn our own lessons over and over as is life. <laughs> yes, yes. But this is such a great tool. Like that's what I see the trimester theory being 
it's like, and, and birthing the new just gives you some tools for your toolkit, you know, so that like Amelia said, you can do this over and over. You're going to, once you know the format, once you know the framework, you're going to be able to use that so many times in your mm -hmm. business. Um, we use it in marketing a lot too, yeah. where it's like, what's the concept? Okay. What's the vision? Okay. How do we need to do this? So it's a great little template for anyone running a small business. Yeah. So if you would like to go deeper into trimester theory with us. We would love to see you in birthing the new. The course is going to begin on March 2nd. Registration is open now. So you can head to our website. There's a link in the show notes for this episode to learn more about birthing the new and sign up. You can also find a link to the business birthing handbook there. If you just want to get your hands on a copy of this book where Jen explains more, even more about each stage. And it's full of questions that you can answer and journal on and work through as you go through the stages. So it not only tells you what the stage is, but guides you through that process as well. Yes, we'd love to see you with us in Birthing the New. It's such a fun course. It's such a robust little set of tools. I think it's going to be great. A fun way to spend spring. Oh, yeah. Launching forward. It is the perfect little course for spring. So I'm excited. So you can head again to our show notes to find those links. You can find show notes at sister.is slash podcasting. You can also subscribe to hear new episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on both of those listening platforms. So thanks for tuning in. Jen, do you have any final parting words for our listeners? It's always a pleasure to be here. We'll look forward to chatting with each other and sharing it with you next time. We'll be back soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to Business But Make It Feminist. You can hear more from the Sister team on Instagram and online at sister.is. That's sister.is.